Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book, Beyond Royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Bram starts now. Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome back to another amazing session. As you can see, I'm with the amazing Amy Dix, and she's a two-time international best-selling author. She's a sought-after keynote speaker and professional artist and founder of Author Speaker Agency. She's also one of the happiest people I've ever met. <laughs> Apparently, I'm going to read anything put on the teleprompter. Yeah, I really wondered if you were going to read it or not. <laughs> it's actually true. So how Smith sends, I'm like, well, it's true. I'll just keep changing it. <laughs> Repeat the you. line. That's an inside I joke. I love how you delivered it. She's also... The happiest person I've ever met. <laughs> Wait, let's replay. Let's replay it. I don't think I was that stone faced. <laughs> I was wondering myself if I should do it, but that's what speaking's all about: is going with the flow and delivering, even when you're not sure what you're saying. Right? <laughs> hey, is that what we're talking about? I think every speaker has been there on a stage and went like line. Where am I going? I can't stop. So I'll just keep going. <laughs> well, I broke every rule on that because I probably I should have read it once to myself before I hit record. But we're we're good because as I was saying to you off air, it's always better to interview people you're friends with because then if you make mistakes, they don't care. It's more of a laughing matter than a. Mm. Oh, well, I didn't mean to set you up for anything that you didn't want to say. <laughs> oh. That was great. In fact, it made a great story. It's like Anchorman. You stay classy, San Diego, and then they put the other line in there, and he just reads it. And there you go. So let's let's talk. This is all about bestsellers. What the, what are the secrets? And what I want to get into is a couple of things. Is you know, obviously speaking, and and then maybe giving us. Well, let's start with how you got to where you are. But then I I want to kind of talk about. What comes first, chicken or egg? Should you get on the speaking tour? Should you publish your book, launch your book? What you know? What do you do? So first, tell us in thirty seconds or less, or maybe a little more, how you got to become this queen of speaking. Well, I think I can answer like the chicken and the egg, and how did you get here, all in one sentence, right? <laughs> um, but maybe more for me, I'll just tell you my story, uh, which is what kind of came first for me. It was really. I want to say the book. I mean, I was speaking prior to that, but nothing of real like significance. So really, it was um, my book that launched me into um, getting on stages and doing all of the things. And so my first book was um, more of a business book. And so that was really great in the fact that like I really saw the business opportunity of being a speaker. And then my second book is really on motivational, happiness, all the fun things. And so then I saw like another side of speaking, which is on the motivational side of speaking. So it was kind of cool to see how um, those come together, how those two paths come together of uh, being author and being a speaker. She is also one of the happiest people I've ever met. Just kidding. Okay. But obviously that's true. You could see it as, as Amy's talking. Um, so let's talk. We're, any the people watching, listening to this are probably in the realm of like I've, I'm working on a book. I want to make sure it's a bestseller, but I want to also do what you just talked about. So let's take somebody. Let's say I've got my book. It's in editing. I'm going to 
I'm thinking, I'm trying to decide, should I do a launch in like two or three months, work on that, or should I go out and promote the book via speaking first? You know, wh- what would your gut tell you, at least for a, g- a generic example of that? You know, like if you love to speak, you're writing a book and you're in the final stages and you love to speak, and this really goes for anyone, no matter what stage you're in, but I just say like, if you're a speaker, then you need to speak, right? So go find those stages. Like, and a, a lot of times I think we have this like whole, like, well, I can't get on stages until I have the book. Well, not true. Like we have speakers within our agency that we're promoting right now that they, they are in those final stages. And all we're doing is taking their copy and saying author of the upcoming book XYZ, right? So just go, if that's what you want to do, go after it. Like don't wait. But certainly when the book gets published, then you can leverage that in different ways as well. But I wouldn't wait. Don't wait. Right. I I like the idea of, of you know, saying author of the upcoming book. That That's a cool way to approach it, especially if you want to, because I, you know, the other thing we'll do then if you say, well, I'm going to wait to speak till I have my book, but I'm going to wait to launch my book because I got these other things. There's always, that's what we do is procrastinate and, and uh, <laughs> let the resistance hold us back. Yeah. So. Now let's say somebody's in the middle of launching their book. What, you know, what's the what's the process? Should I have wait till I have some hardbacks or paperbacks to take with me to these events? You know, how long does it take to get on speaking events? And then, you know, what am I talking about? You know, what should I talk about? And what's a typical speaking um, engagement like? Is it you know five minutes, twenty minutes? Okay, so that was thirty questions in one, but I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> I tried to remember all of them, yeah. but I think, but I think I can break that down for you. <laughs> Let's just say we got the book now. Yep. What are the things I got to think about okay. getting on the circuit? <laughs> well, this is the beautiful thing, right, about being an author, because when you're on a stage as an author, one of the greatest things that you can do is sell your book, right? <laughs> is to talk to the event planner and just say, I always negotiate a book signing after my talk. Like, can I do a book signing after my talk? Or can the event pre-purchase um, a certain number of books so that they can give them away um, and you still made that sale? And then now you're just signing and you're not having to collect. But either one of those is another revenue stream for you. So that's the really cool thing about being an author is you always have that revenue stream as a speaker. As far as like, what do you talk about? Well, you just wrote a book, right? You tell me, what do you, what do you talk about in the book? You can go through, you know, choose like one, take your book and say like, what is the most transformational point at the most transformational stories that I tell in this book? And that is what you bring to the stage because you have a story, right? You have a message, you wrote a whole book on it. So now you're not going to give your whole book on stage, but you can take what is the most transformational parts of that. And then that's what you bring to the stage. And that's your message. So um, I would say uh, when you're structuring it, that's kind of where I would start and how to think about. So and then typically what's a what's the typical gig? Is it a 30 minute talk, a five minute talk? Do I have to have like different versions for while I'm on the lookout? So good. So it really, you know, we look at stages as a myriad of different things. I look at this as a stage, as a speaker. Now, do I have like my keynote that I'm delivering to you and to your audience? No, but I know that there's going to be certain questions asked, right? That I know the answer to, that I'm prepared to answer. So that's one type of stage. 
Now, if you're talking about like a typical stage or a typical keynote or breakout session, then yeah, you're going to have how I like to structure is say, okay, let's start with like a 60 minute. That's tends to be very typical for keynote, a 60 minute talk on stage. Now, what happens if they say, well, now you only have 45 minutes? Well, it's a lot easier to take our 60 minute message and bring that down to 45 minutes or even bring that down to 30 minutes than it is to take a 30 minute talk. And they say, oh, by the way, you have 60 minutes on stage and now I have to double my talk, right? So it's a lot easier to start at the 60 minute mark and then kind of shrink down from there. And obviously, you know, if you, if you're, if you, let's say you bring a hundred books, so they buy a hundred books, you know, so that's hundred book sales, right? But I, I can only imagine, you know, people are, if people are watching like a video like this, or if you're on stage, a lot of people are like popping their phone up and saying, okay, uh, let me find that on Amazon. Just get it now while I'm thinking of it. I mean, that's one thing I do. So it's, you're always, you know, there's many different avenues you're selling your book, of course, and then you Yeah. when you're on stage. Of course. I mean, I think um, one of my favorite stories to tell is actually comes from my first book. And I still to this day is like such a mystery to me. <laughs> but, you know, you get your Amazon royalties every single month. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm not going to become a millionaire off of my royalties. I hope you do, of course, but it's not been the case for me. So uh, I had one month where I was like, whoa, is much bigger than all the other ones. What just happened? Somebody bought 200 copies of my book and it was very recently after a speaking engagement. I still to this day have no idea who it is. I'm guessing it's a company. I'm guessing that they had some sort of like employee something or another or that they gave out and said, read this, but or they it was part of a training program, but I don't know. Why they never reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to also do maybe a speaking engagement or do a workshop for them. I'm still a mystery today. So those things will happen as like residual of being on stage because they're all, they're all watching you as the speaker, just like you are to me right now. And you may feel like you know me now or at least a little bit better. You may think that this woman's got like crazy energy or. You know, I don't know what, but you feel now more connected to me than you did when Ray was reading, reading my bio. <laughs> so once somebody speaks, it creates the authority. Are you suggesting I read your bio wrong? <laughs> so, so let, let me ask you this. If let's go back to the person that's um, kind of in launch mode and they maybe they've secured some speaking gigs. Uh, does that change what they're talking about? Are they more trying to sell the book at that point? Or would they, are they using that same kind of keynote that, you know, ver whether they've published yet or or not? Yeah, I think it depends on the events. I think it depends on the goal, of course. You know, uh, if, if all you're trying to do is drive book sales, well, then that's one avenue, right? As a revenue stream um, with your book. Even if you're in launch mode, you could do a pre-sale. Like, don't, we'll go back to this. Don't wait. <laughs> don't wait till everything's perfect. But maybe you have a workshop or some sort of digital course or something that you can sell right now. So leverage that. Talk about that, you know, provide content for that. So there's always something that you can take. I don't know if it changes your message before or after the book. It depends on 
what your what your message is right now and are you trying to transition that so like when i went from teaching social media and personal branding and, and business branding and i switched over well, i was switch over but i molded i would say into more motivational speaking performance type speaking that was that that was a very big transition and i didn't wait until that second book came out to start talking about positivity, to start talking about happiness, because I already started doing the research and writing my book. So I already had the information, right? But there was like this transitional period where my message changed. But does it change from pre-launch to post-launch of your book? Not if your message is the same, right? Not if your goal is the same, then it's still some very similar message. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And I, I've I've transitioned my message, you know, over email and and all these other ways. And it's just sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes, you know, I still kind of have my foot in both the publishing and the virtual summit crowds. And uh, but you're right. Then then there's there's a diff there's an appropriate talking points for each one. So that's great. What's the let, let's talk let's take one more step back then. This I mean, obviously this is what you help people do is, you know. Okay, I want to get on stages. I don't even know where to start. What's you know? What should people be thinking about? Where can they you know? How can they do it themselves? How can they get help doing it? Yeah, well, I think you know, you can. Everyone can get started, and you have stages in your backyard. Literally, there are local events. Like if you're just getting started and trying to kind of gain that momentum, I still do this today, <laughs> and I have plenty of momentum. But um, is try is finding the local stages. Um, you don't have to travel. There's not a lot of expense. You drive across town, you go to their meeting or their meetup and you speak. And then really that, as I view speaking, if you are trying to make a career out of speaking or build your business from speaking, then I want you to remember one word and it's momentum. You have to gain momentum and you have to keep the momentum. And so a lot of times we think, why would they on that really big stage, or I want to be on TEDx, and then I'll get momentum. That's what creates the momentum. I'm going to tell you that it's a lot easier to create momentum locally and have that snowball into bigger stages than it is to get the big stage and leverage that for momentum, because there's only so far you can go from a larger stage, right? So whereas if you start local, there's a lot of different areas that you can kind of like niche out to. That's a great, uh, makes sense. It didn't cross my mind. I mean, I'm thinking, hey, who should I be talking to in, in locally? You know, yeah, I mean, you know, so, yeah, so you can kind of, you know, the easiest places to start are the places closest to you. And I don't mean like necessarily physically, the local one is physical, but what about the, the people that are closest to you? Right. So how can you start there and just say, hey, like I'm, I'm now speaking on the, preemptive of releasing my book or after releasing my book. And here's what I speak about. Here's the outcomes that I provide um, for the audience. Uh, do you know anyone? Can you help me? Can you introduce me to anyone? That there, you will get stages from that. You will. A lot of people just don't want to ask is the thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's ego or what, but you start with what is in close proximity to you, um, both local and people. And that, you know, that, that brings up another point. Cause it's like, if you're reaching out to the low hanging fruit, people that you might be associated with, um, then you should realize that you're always kind of audition, right? I mean, always. Uh, sometimes I get an email from somebody that's kind of, you know, a nasty gram or something. I'm like, well, why would you do that? 
not just because it's me, but just you, you should be trying to make contact with everybody. If you're on somebody's list, you know, send them a great, you know, a thank you for an email they sent or something. But those low, you know, and if you're on somebody's list or you bought somebody's product, that that's fairly low hanging fruit because you know they they're they're grateful that you're part of their world, and and that's where we tell people too on summits like go. Yeah, if you're trying to recruit people to to interview, let's go after some of the ones you know that are they're building their businesses and and you kind of know them first. Low hanging, yeah. And summits are another great place to to really start, you know, and finding your finding your audience. If you've if you've a business built, um, and now you're just looking for stages, right? So you've got an audience, you've got a following. Then summits are an amazing way to speak on a stage and build your business. You know, I I feel like online summits right now, I mean, they're hotter than they've ever been. <laughs> and uh, I'm, you know, without talking about the pandemic, I'm going to talk about the pandemic and say it's so much more well accepted today than it may have been four or five years ago. So go go after those summits, like find those summits. It's another amazing opportunity for you to build your business. Well, and you sent me somebody, the other, someone else that's on this summit that amazing guy and i'm like i just talked to him yesterday and i'm like this is this is just the greatest job ever we both were like oh we're so alike and and so it's a win-win really for if you're hosting your own summit or if you're trying to become a speaker on a summit to go out and meet people and you can do a lot more of that too than traveling to be on physical stages you know you can you could do three or four summits a day you know interviews (laughs) if you had you know if that if it got to that point it's not going to be that way, but you know, you certainly could be on a summit every week. There's just, there's always something going on if you're out there looking, but, and then, and then of course the best way to do it too is, uh, get on one and then you get names and get referred to other people or host your own. And now you've got this infinite list of people that, you know, when they host theirs, they'll, they'll invite you and so forth. I mean, what a stage, right? Like if you, I'm talking about on the hosting side of things, like what a stage, like from a speaker perspective, like I view this, which I do, but like as a speaking stage, right? So I'm at, on, on a speaking stage and I get the privilege of being a part of this fantastic stum- summit. Now just think if you hosted your own summit and n- how many, how many stages really are you on throughout that summit? It's a three day summit. I mean, think of how often your ideal audience is coming in contact with you. You know, you're being interviewed and your ideal audience may come in contact with you once during that interview, you know, Uh, but if you're hosting the summit, they're constantly seeing you. So what an amazing um, other just kind of changing the perspective a little bit as a host. I love that. I I was just saying to somebody the other day, because I saw something that that triggered in my head, but it's just like this, everything you do online, your book, your author, everything, it's a networking game, right? I mean, it really is. I, I can't believe, you know, you and I met through Rob and and then the amount of people I've met through you already, it's just, it's stunning. And uh, Donna, it's amazing to, to, to be a part of. And when you start doing that, when you start speaking, you're actually networking, you're, you're networking with the host. Um, and what you were saying about being the host, I'll just go back to that. You know, when I flip the screen here and you're on full screen, I'm grabbing a cup of coffee, I'm relaxing <laughs> and, you know, putting my feet up for a few seconds. To shut my eyes, saying quick. I mean, but yet then I'm on all the video. If I'm the host, I'm on all the videos. Yeah, you're doing all the work, but it's it's a you know it, it's a win win. But it's it's I, I love it. So yeah, it's all uh, 
the momentum again, you know, like I'll go back to that. Like you're just creating that momentum. Think of all the opportunities that stem from um, either being on a summit, a guest, or all the opportunities, amazing opportunities that would stem from being a host on a summit. It's all about the momentum. And, and, you know, get, getting that momentum. That's why I'm a big fan of, you know, what you do. We, we do done for you. You do done for you. If somebody wants some help with that, we'll put the link below here. So you don't have to spell out the, that long author speaker agency <laughs> link for anybody, but you know, what can they do? They can go to your site. What should they do if they're interested in like getting the momentum help, getting help with that momentum? Yeah. So the first step is go to the link and, uh, there's a little video on there. You can, it's me and I even have probably more energy than I do right now. So if you want to continue to listen to me, if you don't, then please just hit pause and go right to the application. But if you're interested in that, that is what we do. We book stages for authors, for speakers who want to get that momentum. And we guarantee that we'll get you on those stages, um, which is something that, as far as we know, nobody else does. So if that's something you're interested in, go to the link, fill out the application, and we would be happy to have a chat with y'all. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Amy, keep talking. I'm just, yeah, no, I'm just flouting the role of the host. How awesome it is to be asking any question I want and then getting it from the experts like you. And yeah, that was fake sleeping for all of you that are worried about that. But the cool thing about be speaking either side uh, of the microphone is you become friends with people and then you can play little jokes like that and. <laughs> And Amy's the happiest person I know, so I knew she would laugh anyway, sure. although she was, she might have thought I was really sleeping. So check that out. Th- this is great because I think, you know, we write our books and then we're kind of like, what's next? I'm really not worthy of doing that next step. You're saying we are and get started, low-hanging fruit, get momentum. And Leverage your book. Leverage it, right? Like Rob, Rob Osberg's on this summit too, um, right? So like yep. Rob gave me the best advice I've ever been given. Uh, I tell the story a lot, but uh, after my first book, I published with Rob, but after my first book, I said, well, what do I do now? And he goes, now you use your book in every way you can think about. And that's how I really started thinking about it from a speaking engagement standpoint. Like, okay, I'm going to leverage my book to get me on stages. So that's where it all started. Rob's giving me a lot of good advice too and we do a lot of stuff together so but you know and that's just another example i met you through rob there's at least two other people on this summit that i've met through you i mean it's 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 amazing and everybody's got some great things to share and it doesn't stop with your book it's that's just the beginning and i think uh so getting speaking is you know they get to know you through the book they get to know you love you more by speaking or vice versa so yeah awesome uh, and I can share one more little yes. story on that. So um, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk you through how my book landed me a speaking engagement in um, Times Square. So um, someone read my book. They uh, enjoyed it, liked it. I guess I'm assuming. <laughs> so they uh, had a book club with their leadership team or their association. So they said, "Hey, can we get copies of your book for uh, our book club?" So did that. Then they said, Hey, would you mind coming on and speaking to us? Um, after we read the book, after the book club, of course, you know. <laughs> and, and so it was, I, I still remember this. So standing in this office right here, it was dark because it was like at night and it was on a weekend. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm showing up for, for a speaking thing, like on the weekend at night. 
but I'll do it, you know, and I, and I jump on and there's only like three or four people on for the speaking engagement. Now I had a choice to make, like, I could have been like, oh, okay, it's only like three people. Forget it. You know, I'll just, I'll give my gig. I'll give my speech. Um, and you know, we'll just move on. Or I could show up on that thing and say, you know what? There's three people here. They committed their Saturday evening to listen to me. So I'm going to deliver this thing just as I would if it was a hundred people. And so I did. And then from there, from that tiny little group, then I was able to get an introduction to the person who has the national stage um, in, and it happened to be that year in New York City. And so then I spoke to 400 folks, um, women, well, mostly women, but it matters. But anyway, 400 audience members in Times Square. So all because one person read my book. Yeah, I, that's a great point. I mean, you're always should be doing your best, whether, and, and don't prejudge how many. Yeah, the same with, if you only get a few sales of your book when you first start out, that has, that really has no, there could be a hundred different, you know, it could be the marketing, could be cover, there could be all kinds of stuff and uh, never judge based on that number because I, you know, I've sold, I've had 20 people on a webinar and I've sold $20,000 worth of stuff, you know, to just yep. a couple people. So um, you never know. Yeah. I love that. Never make assumptions. Hey, this is just a great life lesson, right? Don't make assumptions. Don't judge. <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a Zoom present speaking presentation by the number in the... Uh, I don't even look at that anymore because it's just like, it's just distracting. Usually I'll try to have someone else on looking at the numbers and dealing with the chat. But yeah, anyway, that's a whole other story, a whole other topic. We'll have to record another time. Amy, thanks again. This is amazing. You're amazing. You're the happiest person I know. And uh, I didn't read that off of any cue card, but we will thank you so much. And everybody, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you on the next session. See you later. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Book Profit Secrets. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said if he had six hours to chop down a tree, he would spend the first four sharpening his axe. That's what this podcast is meant to do. That's also what we do on our site, our companion site, ray.fm. So check us out there and sharpen your axe, increase your influence, income, and audience. We'll see you next time.